You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, and this is session number 112. Welcome to the Maniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Traplin, and this is the podcast where we explore what it takes to build a successful, friendly local game store. If you like what you hear on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. As always, you can find the notes and links mentioned in today's episode at maniversesaga.com. You can get a digital marketing strategy created for your game store in the next 24 hours that gives you the blueprint for generating new sales and customers on autopilot. All you have to do is go to maniversaga.com forward slash growmylgs and put your information in and we'll put together a 90-day marketing plan that covers how to optimize your website for organic traffic, how to capture people on an email list that lets you sell to them again and again, what to post on social media so your game store stays top of mind for your customers, and how to run Facebook and Google ads that sell like crazy. Having a digital marketing strategy for your game store is one of the most important moves you can make in 2022, and customers are spending more time online and are expecting to be able to interact and shop at your store in the same way. If you want to be able to make sales 24 hours a day and reach new customers outside of your existing community, you need to make digital marketing a priority for your business. Kick off your digital marketing by going to maniversesaga.com forward slash growmylgs. All right, today we are diving into the third episode in the Launch Lessons series, and we're going to talk about how free organic traffic from Google can impact your game store's revenue and how to create a website that takes visitors and converts them into customers. For most game store owners, uh, SEO is techno jargon, something that only the biggest e-commerce businesses need to think about. I've also heard variations of the sentiment that it's uh, impossible to compete with the big players like BoardGameGeek and Amazon in the search engines. And that's only half true. SEO definitely sounds like the kind of techno jargon you'd hear from a priest of the Mechanicum, but your website can absolutely compete with places like Amazon when it comes to the search engines. You just need to pick your battlefields. See, your game store's website isn't going to outrank Amazon for a particular keyword in the global sense. Uh, But search isn't just worldwide. Google takes geography into account, and someone searching for something in New York isn't going to get the same results as someone in California or the UK. Your website can definitely rank and get organic search traffic for keywords that matter to your business. It just takes some effort and a little strategic thinking, which is luckily something game store owners are pretty good at. Uh, Here's a quick crash course on SEO. Search engine optimization is primarily driven by two things. Backlinks and on-page optimization. Backlinks are the number of websites that link to yours. So the number of backlinks your website has is a key factor that Google looks at to figure out how trustworthy and authoritative your website is. And it's a major component to how well your individual pages rank. The more links you have, the better. So a key strategy for your game store's website that you can implement right now, as soon as you're done listening to this, is to get listed on every single directory and store locator you can. So every publisher, every manufacturer that has a listing of game stores uh, that sell their products, get your store on their directories. Because every single backlink adds a little bit of link juice and boosts your overall domain ranking, which increases the odds of any one page on your site ranking on page one. And then the second factor is on-page optimization. So what this means is this is essentially the work of helping Google understand your web page and that it's worth ranking in the search results. It starts with figuring out the keyword. 
all right, aka the search term that you're trying to rank for, and then making sure that keyword is in the title of the page, in the headings, uh, and used throughout the text as well as on the alt text of any graphics they're using or the meta description. You know, it's all different places on the page that you want to be uh, sprinkling this keyword throughout. This is pretty straightforward for your product pages, since the keyword is usually just the product itself. That's what people are looking for. Uh, it's just a matter of making sure you go through the content and you check all the boxes. And there are a couple of uh, keyword tools, a couple of uh, uh, plugins, depending on which platform you're using to run your website, that make that pretty easy. It gives you a, a, a list that uh, lets you know whether or not your page is optimized properly. So you can definitely go and look for something like Yoast SEO or SEO Manager. There's a, there's a whole bunch of SEO tools. If you just do a Google search or you go onto your... Uh, uh, onto the WordPress plugins uh, page or onto the Shopify app section and just Google or just search up SEO, you'll find a whole bunch of options to, uh, to make that kind of thing pretty easy. You should try to create a framework for product descriptions that make it easier to write pages that rank, but also pages that sell. So it's important to remember that your website is a proxy for your in-store sales process online. So you wouldn't just tell someone looking for a board game that you know, it has 198 pieces in the box, takes 20 to 60 minutes to play, and is appropriate for ages seven and up. That wouldn't be very effective. That wouldn't really serve the customer and give them a good reason to pick up that game because that doesn't really tell them that much. You would sell them on the experience that the game brings to the table. Uh, maybe you'd tell them of how you played it with your friends at your friend's house recently and they had a blast with their kids, that kind of thing. Your product pages are sales pages. They're not just informational. They have to sell the game. Website visitors are the same as in-person visitors. They need someone or something to help them find the right experience for them. And a compelling and exciting sales page can take someone from not interested in buying to, holy cow, this is exactly what I was looking for. So when you're creating your product pages, you should have a framework, a basic template to work from to make it a bit easier. So that way you'll always know that once you fill out all of these sections, you have a very good high quality sales page and a high quality on-page SEO style page. Starting with a copy from the publisher is a great place to start, but don't stop there. The product page needs to convey not just the features of the product, but the benefits as well. Uh, use subheadings to break up the page and make it easier to consume. Uh, one good trick is to do a search on YouTube and look for walkthrough videos or review videos that you can embed on the page, or even better, create a video of your own. Video has considerable impacts on conversion rates and just whether or not people will make that decision to buy. Video is one of the easiest ways for you to replicate the in-person shopping experience because it gives them a closer look at the, the components, at the way the game plays, at the rules, and at the different kinds of experiences that they could be having with this game, with the product. Uh, so it gives them a much deeper look as opposed to a, you know, a couple of images. Uh, include, speaking of images, include three to six high resolution images. Don't go, f if they're too small, they're not going to really do much in terms of uh, helping convey what the product is all about. You make them high resolution so they get a really good feel for the box, for the packaging, for the products inside the packaging, for what it looks like on the table. All of those are fantastic, and the more images you include, the better. So you've got to include different angles so that the person, the visitor, can get a really good feel for the product. Uh, and then have a review section 
where you take reviews, you know, either reviews from your actual customers who have reviewed the product, if you've got an app that, uh, you know, generates that on, uh, you know, on automatically, or by going to a place like BoardGameGeek and just using their, uh, essentially quoting a positive review of that uh, from that customer on that page. Uh, social proof is a major component for people's buying considerations. So highlighting reviews from customers that loved that particular product is a really great way to say, these people liked it, this is why they liked it, this is how they described it. If you're like them, maybe you'll like it too. Uh, and then have a what's in the box section for the nuts and the bolts kind of elements. What you should be doing is create a document, like do a Google Doc or something along those lines, or a Word Doc, you know, whatever you, you're most, most comfortable using, uh, that has these sections in place, and then use that as a template for when you're creating new products on your site or when you go in and improve existing ones. Uh, that way you just have the subheadings and all the stuff that you need properly uh, formatted already. You just copy and paste it onto your, pro onto your page and then fill in the blanks as you're going down. And that way you know that you will have a good product page by the time you're done. For products above a certain price, a visitor may need a little bit more information before committing to a purchase. Because almost no one is going to buy a $150 board game on a whim. They're going to ask for recommendations and they're going to do their research. And that's what your product page should do. That's what it should answer. And then as an added bonus, doing a good job on the sales elements of your product page is almost the same as optimizing the page for Google. So it's a win-win in terms of organic. Uh, for articles and other blog, you know, video content, it can be a little bit more involved since you start with a keyword in mind and you kind of work your way backwards. Uh, with blog posts, you should be trying to rank for relevant search terms that people are already searching for and then writing content that either answers that question or provides a useful or entertaining perspective. Uh, so what that looks like is if you're writing content around a particular game line or a new release or a new board game that's coming out, it would be going to Google or going to one of the tools that we're going to talk about near the end of this uh, podcast, uh, using putting the name of that product into the search results or into the, I guess, into the research tool and seeing what happens, see what it spits out in terms of what people are searching for. So people are probably going to be looking for, you know, uh, like if, if we're talking about, uh, let's say, Descent, the board game. If people are searching for Descent, they might be like, uh, Descent game review or uh, Descent component pieces. Uh, I wonder what would happen if I actually Google this myself. Let's just do this real time. Let's look what happens when I put in Descent uh, board game. So for something like Descent, we're getting Descent board game gets 2,400 searches per month on average. It is a fairly high keyword difficulty. But that is okay. Descent, Board Games of the Dark, Board Game Review, Board Game Expansions, Board Game Miniatures, uh, Second Edition. So one of, the, one of the tools that I'm going to mention, and I might as well talk about right now, is Ubersuggest. Ubersuggest, it's a weird name, but Uber, like the car service, and then Suggest, like I'm making a suggestion. Ubersuggest.com is a keyword tool that's uh, uh, a little bit more friendly, a little more aesthetic, intuitive uh, than... Uh, Google's keyword tool. So it's a great one that you can use. It's free. Uh, there are paid versions, but you can use it for free up to 10 searches a day or something along those lines. Uh, so definitely worth the effort. But one of the advantages of it is that uh, when you do a search, it gives you keyword ideas. So variations of the keyword that you're just looking for. 
So in this case, I just put in descent board game to see what other people are looking for. Uh, these searches are things that you can be writing content around. These are things that you can be answering on in your articles. You can have so a good example would be descent board game review. So if you people are looking for board game reviews, people are googling or not googling, they're youtubing board game reviews. So descent board game review would be a really easy search term for you to target in the sense that you could just call it the Descent Board Game Review, you know, X uh, Game Store Edition. And you can create a video. Uh, you can write an article about that. And then as you're going through it, you can use that same blog post to also target the keyword Descent Board Game Expansions. Talk about the different versions of the game, the, the other expansions that are out. Or the different editions and the, the differences between the two. Or the, the miniatures, because that's also something that's being searched for. Uh, all of these contribute to ranking for the primary keyword, which is Descent Board Game, which has the highest uh, search volume. But by creating sections and talking about individual parts that uh, answer those questions, those additional longer tail search queries, uh, those longer tail keywords, uh, you can rank for a multiple keywords at the same time with one good long piece of content. So that is how you would that's how you create blog posts. That's one way of creating blog posts. It's not necessarily the only way, but that's one of the easier ways is that if you're looking to create content around a particular product or a particular product line, going into a tool like Ubersuggest, putting that, the product in to generate a bunch of keyword ideas to see what other people are looking for, and then preemptively answering those questions or at least going in and talking about that and including that in your content is how you rank for those keywords, or at least that's how you increase the odds of you ranking. Uh, for those keywords. So the other way that you can go about doing this is uh, start thinking about the topics that you get asked the most often from your customers. So when comes in, someone comes in and, you know, if there's a, a particular game that you get asked about, you know, relatively frequently, uh, keep those questions in mind. And a good practice would be that when someone asks you a question, there are probably multiple other people wondering the same thing. So you should write those questions down. And if you're, you know, your team, your employees, the ones answering those questions as the frontline people, you know, taking the customer service calls and all that, uh, encourage them to track that kind of thing. Uh, keep track, have a document that they can contribute to that allows them to write those questions down and then try and uh, create an assembly, right? Like a frequently asked questions uh, archive that you can go back to and say, okay, what are people asking when it comes to, uh, you know, Warhammer 40,000? What are the most common questions that we get? That kind of stuff is perfect content for your website because those are, the, those are the kinds of questions that visitors are coming to your website with. And if you can answer those, you are increasing the odds of them buying from you. You're also increasing the odds that they will sign up to your newsletter, uh, to your email list, uh, that they will you know, come into the store in person to buy because that's a, a pretty common occurrence now. That's a very frequent shopping pattern is that people will... Uh, do the research online and then come in person to, you know, feel the box and uh, experience the the physical elements, right? They want to they get a hands-on experience before making a purchasing decision. So there's a, a significant correlation between the people that come to your website locally, you know, people nearby your store will visit your website, look at the products, try to get a feel for it, and then actually making that physical purchase in-store. So even if, your, uh, even if your website isn't necessarily generating sales transactionally, right? people aren't making transactions online, it can still be driving sales in person in your store by, 
being this kind of a frontline sales experience for the person, you know, especially with your content. Uh, a good idea would be for to you <laughs> be free to go back and listen to uh, episode 109 of the podcast. Uh, and learn more about the most important kinds of content that your website should have. We go pretty deep into the different kinds of content that you can make, and do. there's a couple of examples of some really incredible content uh, that can certainly be duplicated and leveraged for your game store. So uh, definitely go back to 109, episode 109, and take a look, and give that a listen, if you haven't already, once we're done here. Uh, so search search engine optimization in general is a slow burn okay it's a long game that can take months to see results from but if you're consistently creating product pages that are genuinely helpful for people looking to find out more about a particular game or product or blog content that bridges the gap for people it can become a constant source of free traffic and sales for your business so let's take a quick look at what organic traffic can do for your game store okay at the top of the funnel Let's say you've got 100 organic website visitors. You got 100 people coming from Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever, just a collection of search engines. Uh, you got 100 people hitting your website, either hitting your product pages or coming to your homepage and, and bouncing around and checking stuff out. With a average conversion rate of 2%, which is pretty standard for an e-commerce site, and an average order value of $34, which again is right in the average ballpark, uh, we can calculate that for every 100 website visitors, that will result in $68 in sales. Another way to think about that would be that every product page that pulls in 100 visitors from Google per month is worth $68 in gross revenue. Now, what if you had 100 pages on your website pulling in those kinds of numbers? That's $6,800 in sales each month that happen without having to talk to anyone without having to spend time running events in the store, and without having to spend money on advertising. It's sales on autopilot 24 hours a day. That is the, that's the promised land of SEO. And this is why you, will, you, as a game store owner, as a business owner, probably get pitched SEO services all the time. This is why, it's because it does actually work. It's just, uh, it's just tricky identifying the right people to work with. That's the, the big difference. But there's a reason why uh, people are out there selling SEO services because it is a very profitable thing to do. If you can rank on page one of Google for a high-value, high uh, high-volume keyword, it can be transformational for your business. Like, just imagine if you had the best product page for a game or a product that had, uh, let's say, like 50,000 you know, visits per month, 50,000 50, searches per month, and you were page one, you were in first rank, right? First page, first rank, you're getting somewhere between 60 to 80% of that traffic. So you are getting somewhere between 30 and 40,000 visits per month based off of like this one overperforming page. And if you just use the exact same numbers of, you know, a 2% conversion rate on those, those customers and a $34 uh, average order value, that is a significant amount of money. There's a reason why people chase uh, Google keywords and they chase SEO so so hard. It's because it can be something incredibly powerful. Now, I'm not saying that's probably, it's probably not going to be your experience. It's hard to get to page one of Google for anything with really high sales volume. It's very competitive. But that's why we're playing the long game. And in terms of SEO, it's all about generating lots of individual pages 
that rank for either one reasonably uh, middle-tier keyword or multiple keywords, and then just collecting you know, small bits of flows of traffic over time and building out a website that accumulates this traffic and just using the law of large numbers and playing the long game. And statistically, you will get to the point where you've got a website that's just generating, generating traffic for the keywords that you're, you're ranking for. And as long as you keep up the effort, uh, you can create a website that will just be pulling in people nonstop for free you won't have to spend any money once you write the content, once you write the, the product page. You won't have to pay anything extra to keep it online. It just is, it's there for now. And as long as you, uh, you're playing by Google's rules, you're not doing anything too shady. There's certainly things that you can do that will ruin your chances of ranking. And, you know, Google is getting pretty smart at punishing uh, certain black hat practices. As long as you avoid certain things like keyword stuffing and, and whatnot. And if there's any interest in that, uh, and what to avoid, not just what to do in terms of SEO. You know, let me know. I'd be happy to talk about the things that you, the mistakes that you might make. But SEO can be a very powerful, powerful tool. So, like, you know, what, like, just imagine, what if you had 200 pages on your site? You know, 300, 400. Like, you can see where I'm going with this. So, like, and it, it, the vast majority of your web pages won't generate that kind of traffic. Plenty of them are going to flop, and that's okay. You know, some, not everything's going to be a hit. Not everything's going to work. Not everything's going to resonate. But the more blog posts that you write and the more well-written product pages that you've got on your website, the more likely you'll end up with the standouts that overperform, like the two articles from Team Covenant that we talked about in episode 109. Again, go back and check that one out. So that's the nuts and bolts of, you know, this is what SEO is, backlinks and on-page, and then also just an idea as to like what SEO what organic visitors, what organic traffic can look like in terms of, of revenue. If you have a way of capturing and converting organic traffic into customers and actual top-line revenue on your website, then you can really see the results. You can see the effect of generating a lot of traffic and how it can actually impact your business. For tools, so for SEO tools, to get a leg up on all of this, you got a whole bunch of options. Some of them are free, some of them do cost money. Uh, for free tools... We mentioned a few, uh, one of them already, uh, but you start off with Google Analytics. That's a really uh, important way for you to find out what's working on your website and, and you know where the traffic's coming from. It gives you a lot of good data. It's free. You can just uh, all you have to do is install the co code on your website. Uh, Google Analytics, and then there's Google Search Console, which gives you more uh, keyword-specific uh, search uh, results uh, to figure out what kind of traffic you're getting uh, right now. Uh, your Google Business Profile. That's definitely something that everybody should be making use of. It's free to set up. And it's a very important component in ranking for local local search traffic in particular. Uh, Ubersuggest is the one we talked about earlier. It's a free keyword research tool you can use to see how much volume a, a particular keyword or search term is getting. Uh, but then it also gives you ideas for other related search terms that could be mattering to your business and the page in particular. And then the last one I want to recommend is something called Page Speed Insights. Uh, it's again, it's free. You just put in the URL into the little search bar at the top when you go to the site, and it will tell you a lot of the technical issues that are going on with how long it takes for your site to load. And site load speed is a very important aspect of whether or not someone will, you know, even stick around to check out your site. If your site takes too long to load, people will just bounce off and uh, go somewhere else because we have a very short attention span at this point. Uh, so optimizing for sites, site speed is a pretty important thing that you can do. And, and that'll give you uh, some pointers as to what is 
what might be preventing your site from being as fast as it could be. And then for paid tools, the ones that I recommend and use are SEM Rush, SEM Rush, and Hrefs. Hrefs. It's a h r e f s dot com. Hrefs. It's a weird one. Uh, but both give you plenty of information to measure what's going on with your website and to figure out what you need to focus on next. It goes real deep into the the stats, into the organic, as well as you know, uh, you know, uh, paid advertising and the backlinks, and it gives you a lot more information than the free tool. So it's definitely worth the money. But again, both those tools have a learning curve, and you need to kind of have a <laughs> you need to work at it so that you have an understanding of all the information that it's showing you because it gives you a deluge of info that you can use to make better decisions, but you need to put in the work to understand it and to be able to make use of it. Uh, so that's it. That's it for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed all of that, uh, all of that info on SEO and uh, what organic traffic really can do for your business. In the next launch lesson, we are going to explore the wild world of pay-per-click advertising on Facebook and Google. Uh, we're going to talk about using paid ads, to sell products and measure your marketing efforts directly. Uh, the reason Facebook, Google, and uh, Facebook and Google ads are effective, and when you should be using them. If you have any questions about paid ads that you want me to tackle on the next episode, uh, send me an email at tom@manversaga.com, and I will include them on the next podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you stay up to date whenever we upload. And if you like what you hear, we'd also appreciate a quick five-star review on iTunes. And if you did like what you heard today and you want to get your SEO off to a strong start, you can go to manaversaga.com forward slash LGS For just 47 bucks. we'll put together a 90-day marketing plan that covers how to optimize your traffic for, the, for that crucial organic traffic how to capture on an email list and then send them emails automatically each week that generate sales, uh, what to post on social media so your game store stays on top of mind for your customers, and then how to run Facebook and Google ads that sell like crazy. If you want to be able to make sales 24 hours a day and reach those crucial, vital new customers that are outside of your existing community, getting your digital marketing strategy created is your first step. Get yours in the next 24 hours by going to maniversaga.com forward slash grow my LGS. Thanks again for listening to today's show. I'm Tom Traplin. I've been your host, and I will talk to you again in the next episode of the Maniverse Podcast.